Welcome to the Feral Minds Podcast. You are right where you need to be, and we are glad you're here. Come seek with us as we laugh at what we have known and find direction from what our curiosities demand we learn. All right, all right, all right. Welcome to Arrested Social Development. Well, here we are, 45-year-old men, and although I think we were both staunch holdouts of the social media world, through various factors, we've now found ourselves both diving into what Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, all of these device platforms have to offer in the way of connection, information sharing, all the good, all the bad that can come from it. And it's been, it's been an interesting start getting out there. It, it has that feel like, oh, if you've ever watched Shawshank, the old man who gets out of prison for the first time and he's amazed at all the cars and how all the people in the world have gotten themselves in such a hurry. You know, it, it has a little bit of that fresh new, I just got out of prison, I haven't involved myself in this social world. I can't believe all that there is to offer here. We've been in a, an antisocial capsule for a while. And I, I, can't, I can't really tell you why I was avoiding social media the way I did. But I did. I wasn't on Facebook until yesterday. I made a long run with no social media. Probably because I thought it was a, a me, 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 look at my selfie thing. I've been stuck there for a while, trying to figure out why I need to show myself to the world. Uh, what does the world even care about what I got to say? What does the world care about what shirt I'm wearing today? I've been stuck on or in that lane when it comes to social media. And this, these first couple of weeks, this soiree into, into social media has given me that opportunity. And, and I like the connectivity. I don't know that I like the emotions around the likes and this idea that, that we're using a term called friend which I don't believe we're designed to have 2,000, 3,000 friends. I think we've moved into a place where we haven't adjusted the nomenclature to really address what a social media friend is. Well, it's funny. You're talking about like, – I know exactly why I haven't been on there. Tell and us. Tell us. It, it, it has to do with that social fear, that I, I've had the social anxiety from, from the time of high school. And it's, it's funny now here we're jumping right back into Facebook and you're first to go at who all your friends are going to be and start following you. You go right back to your high school. It turns into they're, this. They're the people uh, you spent the most time with. That makes sense. That is your home base, right? If, if you had a space station, for a lot of us, your high school is kind of where it started. Well, yeah, it's your first social arena that you're into. And you're developing with those people. You're, you're navigating all this nervousness, all this personal development, all this social angst. You're, you're running in that lane with those people, and I think that creates a bond. Yeah, you can't go, you can't go back and redo your, your developmental years in that regard. No, you were wearing Colhans and Dockers at the dance. We saw the pictures. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we, know, we know what you were out there doing. Right? We were all doing something very similar at that time. But I'll tell you what, what you didn't see in that, that underlying you know, pictures there is the social anxiety that even at that time that I had. Uh, you know, I, I've talked multiple times about the way alcoholism has been part of my life. And a lot of it I blamed on either just my personality or, or a job I couldn't put up with. But to begin with early on, going right back to those high school days, it was the crutch that I had to go to to even be able to put up with the idea of going and talking to folks. 
this is you're talking about someone who was split in between the fear of oh my god what if nobody comes to talk to me and the fear of oh my gosh what am i gonna do if somebody comes up to talk to me? <laughs> <laughs> you can't win no you can't, you can't when, you, win. when you run around with that like you're looking for some way out of that pain and you have to go be around people because it's just something that i feel for our development for our evolution as a human being we must go and bounce our interactions off other people. Anything that cuts that connection off, for me, it was, it was a fear. So you, you've, you've gotten into social media now, and is it helping the social anxiety or not? Because I wonder if someday you're going to blossom into, you made the gorilla song. What was the gorilla song? It's all in your head. Yeah. I feel like social anxiety at some point in time, you wake up to that. It's all, it's all been in my head. Everybody else is just like me. They're walking around worried about you know, what, their, what their hair looks like. And, and none of us look that much different than one another. I mean, we have to get clothes with all this varying color to even try to look different to one another. We're, we're so similar to one another. What's there to be anxious about? Tell me that. Educate me on social anxiety. All right. Well, here's a perfect example of what came up as we're going through this deal. We got, uh, we've got pictures that we're taking. Because that's what I want to put out there. I, I, I do enjoy the opportunity to, to share my life yeah. on social media. And I see the benefits there. I want to talk about both sides, you know, the benefit, the downsides, and where it's been difficult. So we're taking these pictures to try to get out our, our, our podcast. We're megapixeling ourselves letting, all the time. Letting people see behind the yeah. scenes. Just it's it's been a fun endeavor. This and is what I look like. This in is 2D. what I'm here to do. I'm trying to finally I'm at a place where I'm comfortable enough, I suppose, with my life to share some aspect yeah. of it. And so here we are doing that. And some of the pictures we took, I had uh I, mean, I had this 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 ding on my head. You know, I don't know anybody out there who's bald, but you understand, you know, you just get a cabinet cut on your head wrong and you got a bad hair day for the next two weeks. It's a lot of surface area to maintain. <laughs> it is. And it just so happened on one of the days we were doing the pictures, I've got one of these on my head, and there's a perfect picture that just shows that. You 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 picked it up, it's, it's on the there. website. It's you on the it website. <laughs> this website that you would work so hard on, put some beautiful effort into, made it very functional. And as I'm on there for the first time checking it out, the only thing that comes out of my mouth is, why would you use the shot that had this wound on the top of my head? A.K.A., why would you use the one from a bad hair day? <laughs> I don't <laughs> for like a that bald picture. Guy. Yeah, I don't like that picture. <laughs> and um, I honestly thought for a while like that, was, that I was justified in that, that feeling of don't put that out there. Uh, but I had to sit with it a little while. I even had to talk to my wife. She's my my social media consultant counselor. yeah yes. yeah she's she's the social media expert as i'm going over my wife who very very lovingly scrutinizes any of my uh, social media actions uh she said no what, what are you worried about that, that that picture is perfect i don't like these ones that people have obviously selected out maybe put a whole bunch of makeup on you're you're you see them that obviously is in a state that is very contrived very very well selected. And while that's fine, that right there is where I've had some of that problem with showing my truth, with anybody thinking that there is any flaw on me whatsoever. And I have carried that, I realize now, as I'm diving back in the social media world and I'm worried about what, uh, well, I can't think of any, I can't say any names out loud, but you know, X person from high school, this girl from high school, this one that dumped you your junior year. Yeah, the ones year. that stand out in your yeah, head. Every yeah, every once in a while you just got these these faces and images, yeah. especially when you get on, on Facebook, and then they start coming 
and you, they really start reminding you what it was like to hear this name or to bring back every story that came along with this person. But now, as, as those start coming back, you find out a little bit more about yourself. Like it, it brings that whole truth that all along, this is what I've been afraid of. And even now to this day, if you said I was going to go talk to, you know, X person from high school, I'm going to carry with it every single feeling that I've had sitting on me for the last 25 years. It sounds like, though, you're, you're, this is kind of therapeutic for you. You're, well, you're working through something here. I, a little bit, but just like anybody would have to if you shut yourself off from society for so long. One of the, one of the fellows that, did, that reached back out to me after he saw I'd gotten on Facebook and really basically come out of a hole that I'd been in asked a question that made me really think about. He's like, where, where did this hermit all of a sudden come out of nowhere and dive into every social media platform with a podcast and a website? What has happened here? Which some of that just shows to my my extremes in life how I either turn well, if you're doing it I turn you it all do the way it. off yeah. or I turn it all the way on you got to do the thing yeah you, know, you can't you can't make the bomb just kind of go off yeah so I I, I sort of just sat back with all of this energy building this need to honestly connect grow develop and evolve through getting back in touch with maybe past elements of myself that I put away and hid for so long through drinking to get past social anxiety or just avoiding people altogether because I was afraid, well, if I'm going to be around someone, I've got a drink or I'm not going to be good enough to be around them. So you combine all that up, throw in a career and trying to build a life. Next thing you know, you can go through two decades and pretty much have done nothing socially, even though all around you, there is this new thing with the internet. Yeah, the bar, the the expectation is now that you're going to be engaged in social media the same way everybody else is. Yeah. This you, connectivity. You've, avo- you've avoided like it, right? But, I mean, you the, the thing that you and I are working through here, to take people behind the red, well, we don't have a red curtain. We get, probably got like a shower curtain. Right? We'll take you behind the shower curtain that's missing a couple rings. And we don't even close it. has got some mold in the corner. <laughs> yeah. But to take you behind a red curtain, we're two 45-year-olds trying to figure out how to do a podcast because we think we have a message that, that we want to deliver to the world. And we want to engage with the world. That that has taken us to places like social media. And so you and I are not really getting on social media because we're really worried about it or we're finally taking that plunge. We're getting on it to promote a podcast. And we're doing that because we believe the message in the podcast is worthy of promotion. And so what's funny to me is this podcast is forcing us to grow through areas in, in ways that I don't think that we, we would have ever done. Not only what we what we lay out on the mic, but also the way we have to promote it and the, and the way we have to get behind it and push it up the hill. Because people may think you have a podcast and then magically you got 10,000 listeners. That's not how it works. You, you create a podcast around a topic, but then you have to drive energy into it. And you have to get other people excited about it. And if you're not excited about it, then who's going to turn into the, who's gonna tune into the podcast? I'm not watching something. You're, if, you're, if you're telling me out of all the distractions I have in my life, you want me to listen to your podcast, but you're not excited about your podcast? It doesn't work that way. So you got to promote. So that's where we are. We're promoting. But I think, again, this podcast has become this incredible vehicle of growth for both of us because now I'm on Facebook and I haven't been. And I don't know what that is for me. I don't have the social anxiety that you do, but I've avoided it. So maybe I just haven't realized it. I, I have not found Facebook to be an engaging platform for me. I got onto LinkedIn last year, and I like LinkedIn because there's a whole lot of philosophical waxing that goes on in LinkedIn. And so I get to run my mind around a bit on LinkedIn. So I, I've grown to like it, but it's not as, it's different than Facebook. Facebook's kind of going back home. 
Uh, whereas LinkedIn, you're stepping out there and just trying to find people that are on a similar wavelength of interest. Facebook is, I'm going back, I'm going back to where I came from. Whether or not I want to go back to it or not, I'm going to go back to where I came from. And then I'm going to have to address the fact that, hey, guys, it's not that I'm ashamed of y'all. I, uh, I, just, I just kind of move on in life. I don't, I, don't, I don't really like, I don't like swimming in my past. Not because my past is bad, but it's already happened. I'm interested in what's next. And that's always been the way I've been in terms of just my social progress in life. Not to throw away old friends, not, but we're moving through time together. And that's an incredible bond that happens when you're in college or when you're in high school. You're navigating the forward progress of time together. And then when you lose that connectivity that was so close to you, it's hard to maintain it. It takes work. It takes work keeping up with my cousins, let alone a dude I went to high school with. That's a lot of work, and I've only got so much bandwidth. Yeah, there's a, a phrase I like that says that the older you get, though, the more you need the people you knew when you were younger. It, it, it just sort of talks to, while it can be tough, it is important to still make sure you, you are in touch with your youth, with those, those lessons that you did grow from as you grew up. Well, one of the most touching connections that came from me when I got on there, that, that, and I even made a post about it, that it, it, it seems corny, but it really did give me a sense that this is all worthwhile. This is coming after I'm swimming and wondering, should I like somebody's this? Which ones don't you like? Because it can get weird with some of the ways that you start to engage on there. And then if you take it to a DM, like, oh my gosh, what are we going to do in this space? It, it's Either tough social to know. Nuances it's, that you're navigating now. That, that, like I said, all these other people have been running these lanes yeah. for a while. I'm trying to jump in. And amongst all this difficulty making me say, why did I do this? Out of nowhere comes my third grade teacher. She's on, on, on Facebook. And I have thought about this lady so many times throughout my life. There's a few powerful moments that she said things to me that just have literally echoed throughout my existence and help to make me the person I am. So you can imagine how big of a deal this is to me whenever she comes across, because I've even thought over the years, like what would it be like if I could tell Miss Hicks how much she meant? I'd like to thank her for it. You know what? It's, she knows how much she helped me. She's probably been waiting on me to come back. <laughs> like To me, it's such an impactful moment. I've been doing her a disservice all this time by not thanking her already. And then here it comes out of, out of social media. She says, hi, and I'm excited as can be. I just can't wait to thank her in front of everybody, all my newfound friends. Special <laughs> moment coming. Yeah. Special moment inbound. I sent it out there, and I, I love her response. It was something uh, to the extent of, yes, well, I like to say kind things to all my students. Oh. And it hit me in that moment, like, she's a way bigger deal to me than I am to her. <laughs> she, she had not been realizing all this time how much of an impact she had in my life. But it did mean a lot to me to go put a bow back on that. Before I had said anything, before I had expressed it, I had this driving urge to make sure that got out of me. Yeah. And right after I had posted that, it, it, was, it was this wonderful feeling of, there we go. Like, you put some sort of a bow on, on a relationship in life. And that gave me hope. It gave me hope to wonder how many more of those can come along. How many other ways can this positive connection keep growing in my life? And so now I get excited. 
And I'm starting to get into it a little bit more. Uh-oh. Yeah. So now I start realizing how much it can start occupying your mind. Next thing you know, you're either thinking about something that was said before, something you're going to say next, what to take a picture of, what not to take a picture of. There's this whole new animal that you're carrying around with you in every situation you go into in the world now. You got 2,000 friends in your pocket, and you don't know what to do with it. No, and, and it's a weight. It's, it can be a pressure. So what do you do with that? I, I've always looked at these people, and one of the reasons that I felt like I was taking the high road by not being on social is it's another excuse to stare at this device, this phone that has us all hunched over. I am not even about to start diving into that. But you can see how it starts to work. You can start to see, like, I wonder how many likes I had. I wonder if I have new friends. Did a friend reject me? I don't even know how to see that in Facebook. But I wonder, is somebody rejected me? Or have do they, I even do I even get to know about it? Or does it just fall silently off in the distance? That's all you get. You get silent. So that's it's one thing be, they've cleaned best, up, right? It's, it's probably best that you don't get a rejection notification. Like, yeah, you wanted to touch base with Melissa Smith, uh, the girl you had a crush on in eighth grade. She rejected you again. Yeah, no kidding. Again. Yeah, you're, you're still going to be stuck carrying that one around. 30 years later, same outcome. <laughs> no, it, well, heck, I was a week and a half in before I even realized they don't have a dislike button. <laughs> it's I, probably I for honestly, the best. It's probably I, oh, no, for the I'm best. Glad. And apparently there probably was at one time. Again, we're getting into this thing well, yeah, long I'm, after the dust has settled, so to speak. Like It does feel like as you're on there, it's now this, this hollow platform. It's, yeah. it, there's a lot of emptiness. It's, to, to it's probably best that, that we just leave it as as whatever the Disney the phrase. I think it was Bam. They said if you have nothing to say, if it's something nothing nice to say, don't say anything at all. That that's probably the best way to go at social media. But I've noticed that too. I've noticed that when I make a post, I wonder how many likes am I going to get, how many comments am I going to get, and how many did I get last time? And if I didn't get as many as I got last time, then I guess that was lesser work, or they don't like me as much today. And I, I think the other thing we don't account for is when we create these posts, so little of it gets seen. I mean, there might be. You probably got a 3 out of 10 chance of actually hitting somebody's eyeballs. Uh, this is their, they're scrolling quite a bit. They're scrolling all day. You're getting bumped by other content. There are a lot of ways to get confused by a reaction or a lack of reaction. And when you're new like us, we're, we're still fumbling through these emotions. We're still trying to figure out wh- when is it appropriate. I mean, for likes, I, I feel like I can't give them out enough. That's like handing out sunshine, man. I, they ain't limited my likes. I'll give everybody a like. Why not? Well, but give everybody what? Like everybody's, everybody's post? Or if you go into their post, do you start hitting everybody's picture? It's funny because I've seen once you get some stuff out there, you'll see you people do that it. with yours. Yeah. And you start to wonder, you know, why that one or, or, or whatever. And you start to second guess yourself, or at least I do. There's just some scenarios that make it kind of weird to, to throw out positive reinforcement. Even if it is positive, you just kind of wonder how much should I – should I like on just this aspect of someone's life? And that's one of the, the spots that I'd I don't like it. how it funnels. It, it funnels your only way yeah. to interact through through a handful of emojis or a comment that, oh, don't even get me started on comments. I've, I've deleted about 99 of those for every <laughs> one I put out there and actually hit send on. I, I don't even want, I want, I do want the minutes back I've spent thinking about comments I didn't send. But, you know, you ever get that time back. But even with an, an arena like this, 
with nothing but positive enforcement on it, you, you see a negative aspect come from people who start chasing that positive enforcement. Because like we were just saying, at any given moment, you always have this in the back of your mind. Who's liking me? What did they think about the next post? What can I say on this? Do I need to show them this aspect of my life? And you forget that life is happening in front of you. <laughs> that brief pop of dopamine, or maybe it's endorphin. I'm not even sure. Maybe it's tryptophan. I think that one gives you a nap. But whatever chemical it is that, that they're getting that pump from whenever they see a couple of hearts and a new thumb on their screen, we see people starting to chase that. You yeah. see people starting to put more emphasis in what's being on that screen as opposed to what's in front of them. I mean, even up to a point as to myself, whenever somebody had connected back with me that I was really excited. And of course I notice it whenever I'm driving down the road and I have no business to be looking at the phone. And I was so tugged in by this new draw to trying to connect socially. It made me feel in that moment that it was worthwhile. No, this is important enough. I can, I can give both of these things at the same time. And I know that I'm not the only person who's done this <laughs> because I can see on the road. I can see at little league games. I can see when people are walking across the parking lot. I can see when people are grocery Everybody, store yeah. shopping. We all just keep thinking that we can do a little bit more in this screen yeah. and take just a little awareness away from what's around us and it won't hurt either one. And in the end, we are discounting our own existence in ways we don't even understand. Well, and awareness right now is it's it needs to be on the endangered species list because it's leaving this earth at at a rate that will have it extinct in ten years, and I, I, that's what you're feeling with the devices. That that's been my thought with devices, is I when it, when I look at them, and and I see the stooping that's going on, right, and that's what I think about, right. You're stooped over, you got your head craned down, you're in a device, and the next time you see a friend stooping, call them out on it. If you're at lunch with a buddy. And he's all off in his phone. Say, hey, dude, stop stooping. Get your stop head out of the stooping and come back to me. Let's be aware together. Let's have an agreement here that we're going to be aware with one another in this moment. We're going to be physically and mentally present. We're going to be here. And, and that becomes such a challenge. You, 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 I was at a restaurant the other day with a coaching client, and I'm, I'm looking around in the middle of this quasi-coaching session that we're having over some incredible Hawaiian food. I'm looking around, and there's a table next to me. There's four people sitting around this table, all stooping. They're stooping down into their phone. And now here they are paying way too much money for food so they could break bread and stare into a device and give their presence away. And I, I think we're, we're years, if not right now, we're on the cusp where you're going to have relationships that have awareness and that don't. And if you got a friend that's got awareness, you're going to go grab that buddy like he's a new ride at Disney. <laughs> like Tony's free on Friday? Oh, that dude's so aware. He don't even mess with the phone. I'm going to get Tony. And you're going to ride human awareness like it's something you waited in line 85 minutes for. Because it's going to be that rare if we just keep stooping our existences into this phone. And I, I'm, I'm optimistic about it. I think what we're feeling right now is the early days of an evolution we're, we're, we're walking through. We're all going to figure this out. But at the same time, we're all kind of showing the world when our heads are down, when, it, when we got that C1 through C7 just cranked down to our lap, 
we're not present. And the world can see it. And whether or not you care about that or not, I don't know why you should care about it because it's your existence. Your awareness is the only life you have. You should care less about what people think about your awareness and just be in your awareness. But it's, it's puzzling to me because we all want to be connected. And, and that's what you're seeing. You're seeing a reach for connectivity, but you're also seeing some type of duel with awareness going on here. And when I grab my phone, all of a sudden, I've just yielded awareness. I've told whatever physical entity was in front of me or whatever I'm doing, I'm checking out for a minute. And it could have my attention, but it ain't going to have it for a few minutes because right now I'm going to stoop. I'm going to stoop in this phone for a minute until I get whatever I need. What did I need? I don't know. I I look at these phones to make sure I haven't missed anything. I I don't know. It's curious why we feel so attracted to them. And it feels detrimental now, but is this part of evolution? Why, why are we so drawn into these devices? Well, what you see here is the dichotomy, the good and the bad, I think we're talking. These are devices that can bring evolutionary progress. We've seen this with the whole you know, advent of the Internet. This ability to share information is going to help elevate human consciousness and bring the human race forward. I believe that that has happened, but it does come with prices. We're all still humans. <laughs> and that's the same thing with these social media and with putting this sort of ability in front of what worries me is in front of our kids. See, I didn't put too much thought into how detrimental phones can be. I didn't even think about how much this dopamine grab can get to, to children. And I gave my son a phone when he was eight. I had an extra phone. I had an extra phone line I didn't want to get rid of. I just got a new company. He'd been Whatever. wearing you out I had, for one. I had all kinds of excuses yeah. that I, I try to make it okay now. But giving that phone to him, I, I definitely regret. He is learning how to manage it on his own. However, I've seen a struggle there. I've seen times where, and maybe this, you know, maybe I've heard with talking with someone else, but we'll mention how we need to have a, a genuine parental interaction with our child. Something more like, hey, you need to just get these dishes. Or, look, you have dropped paint all over the garage floor. I just want you to come see this and notice the cleanup. Just something like that, and all you want is a little bit of their attention. You just want them to be aware of something that needs to be corrected or they've done. And in doing so, I've thought, here, let me have your phone until it's done. It should be a simple act. But if you try to do that, with one of these 12 to you know, 14, 16-year-old, these teenage kids that are just really in the thick of that stuff, it is like you're taking away you know, their crack, and, and they're never going to get it back. You see crack dealers over there doing anything to get, to get that rock. Today, when we were driving in, it was funny. We saw this group of homeless people all bunched up over underneath the, the little air spigot at, at, at the convenience store. And I thought to myself, what the heck? What are those? What are they doing? All hunched up into that. It, it looked like they were over there, bent over like you're talking about. You thought they were taking a pull. I thought they were over there all just sitting around a crack yeah. circle. It looked like that's exactly what was going on around this air pump. And then we figured out. They're just plugged in there all sitting around staring down at their phones. Yeah. They could care less if they've got crack or not. They've got a phone screen in front of them. I think, I think we, we think right now it's mental oxygen. I felt that with my kids. I notice with my kids when, you're, when you have them in front of a screen of any type, whether it be TV or, or a tablet or phone, when you pull them off of it, they're upset. Yeah. Right? Or I'll use a West Texas term here. They're booty. 
They go ballistic. They get real booty at you. And you got to work them off of that through some physical activity. You got to get them out of that environment and get them moving. But the reason why I think kids are having a hard time is the same reason we're having a hard time. If you, if you came and took my phone from me right now as a 45-year-old man, I would be a little upset about it. Now, for fir- you know, the first few minutes, I'd be like, oh, that's great. I'm going to exist without for a phone for a minute. But then those behaviors, that, those tweaks that I have, that muscle memory to go back and check on things and see how many friends I'm up to today, all that's going to come back to me. And you've removed my ability now to check on my social presence or my social equity, and I'm aggravated by it. Well, you've, give, you've given up your ability to check into your existence. The thoughts really piled up this episode. Join us next time. We will continue the discussion. We would like to thank you for listening to the Feral Minds podcast. Hopefully we triggered some curiosity that will have you seeking more. Remember, your mind is meant to run. Slap some sneakers on that bad boy and take it around the block. If you'd like to connect with us or enlist our feral thoughts on a problem in your life, visit us on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, or at theferalminds.com. Also remember, our thought line is always available. 24-7, we don't even allow it to sleep. And we want to hear from you. That number is 866-340-3394. Again, that number is 866-340-3394. We look forward to hearing from you.